This is Web 37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space about all things NFTs and Web3. This is your host, Tyler Schmidt, and I sat down and spoke with AJ Vaynerchuk. AJ and I have known each other almost 10 years now, uh, and we talked on this day, Tuesday, April 5th about all things Vayner Sports Pass. We talked about some of the missteps and stumbles along the way. We spoke about the utility and the three to five year roadmap and how it ties in directly with the agency and the benefits it will be bringing to clients of the agency. I look forward to you enjoying this episode. I want to start off with something left field for you because okay. I know you and I both golf people. Who's your pick for the Masters? Man, I'll be honest. I have no feel. Um, I've not been as dialed into golf as I'd like to be. I was surprised to learn. I think Scotty Scheffler was the world number one. Is that accurate? I, I believe so. So I'm, I'm out of touch. Uh, I'll be honest. I just hope Tiger plays. And then I'll watch the rest of it and get dialed in when it's live. I don't have a pick. I don't know enough. So Tiger is playing. A thousand percent confirmed. He said as of today, he's playing and he believes he can win the tournament. <laughs> I love it. It's what he said live in an interview today. I love it. So we're pumped. To, well, that'll, that'll be good. Always a good weekend, Masters weekend. Um, Vayner Sports Pass, even before we can kind of, you know, sum up what the pass is and a little bit of the pass infrastructure. And we've seen things like proof and success and all that. Um, but let's take two minutes and go into what the project that was minted today and and how it's tied to the agency. So today we launched the Vayner Sports Pass. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'll start off with it. I could have done a better job with this launch. Um, there was definitely a few mistakes that I'd love to have back. You know, nonetheless, we did launch today. The pass is a series of 15,555 passes. We are really focused on having a utility that's both digital and physical, and it revolves around the sports agency and then in turn the world of sports. And so when I say digital and physical uh, benefits, so I think the primary digital benefit that I think most pass holders and purchasers will have the most value for is this idea of partnered mints, where um, in the near future, we're going to be launching, we have one already dialed in and we're working on it. Um, a NFT mint that will be free plus gas. And I know gas is a dirty word right now, but you know the, uh, the difference here is that the only people that can mint the new NFTs are pass holders. And so we'll have a window similar to, say, what Punk's comic does and Pixel Vault does where you, know, you might be able to have a two-week window where you can go and claim your NFT based on your pass ownership. And um, I think that's going to be something that's going to bring a lot of value. Uh, we're really excited about our first artist that we're collaborating with. I've had some really exciting conversations with other artists um, to partner with, and, and the sentiment's positive. So I think that's the biggest value. Then kind of getting more into the sports vertical, uh, one thing we look forward to is digital experiences with our athletes, you know, football players, baseball players, MMA fighters, esports athletes, you know, things as simple as, you know, Q&As. MetaLink is our primary communication channel of choice. Right now, we're using Discord uh, for some support aspects uh, within the VFriends Discord around the launch today. And then, um, you know, live streams and things of that nature. We also plan to have a physical utility. So we, we referenced it. 
Um, I think a good example of that is we plan on using a, a raffle-based system where people can win Super Bowl tickets, they can win World Series tickets. I'd like to explore and make sure that, you know, I got to look into it, but we do have things like, um, you know, soccer and volleyball and hockey and other things. So I know we have international holders and I'd like to, you know, try to find ways to also provide international-based in-person experiences. And so, yeah. In the world that we play in, obviously, this explosion in terms of just yeah. collecting and all that. How about like some game-worn jerseys or, or stuff from the athletes? Ab- absolutely. Merchandise is in play. Um, you know, things like access to allow lists. I think I can speak to our athletes about getting discounts from their merch on their store. And so- As close as we are, I think I learned about this maybe at midnight last night on Twitter when stuff was going around. And so I, I don't have too much background. I went to Mint 4 and was like one of the first people to hit Mint, came in with low gas, and just the whole thing got null and void. I'll seg right there just to dig in a little bit more with you on some of the maybe errors or yeah. steps in today and kind of go into that from maybe the perspective of someone that might have lost gas or how are, how are those things being approached? And I know that's yep. obviously priority number one for you right now, knowing yep. knowing how you've been approaching the last four hours of your life. Yep. Um, talk to me just a little bit about where that all stands right now. Yeah. So um, it's all in motion right now. Um, we're not going to rush into a plan. We're working through it. We're having conversations. We're analyzing the data. I think the biggest thing that I look at with hindsight being 2020 is that when I first conceptualized this project and how I wanted to drop it, um, to your point, I was super stealthy about it. And I kept it really tight to the vest. Like, Tyler, you're one of my best friends. We were on a bachelor party together uh, two weeks, a week and a half ago, and I didn't say a word about this. And you never even heard this from me. (laughs) And so um, I really wanted to keep it under wraps. It was super close circle. It did end up leaking uh, last night via the smart contract that we deployed. Um, You know, error on me. I think I was a little naive about how stealth one can keep a stealth launch. So that was one misstep. And I think that um, when I look at it with hindsight being 2020 and reflect on it, I originally did not want to use an allow list or a friends list uh, for a new project. I didn't want to create that culture around grinding in a discord and grinding for um, you know allow list spots. And I didn't want to be leaned on by friends and family and, and my network for allow list and have it be like this unfair drop. And in reality, my desire to avoid that led me right into it. I think that um, the stealth drop ended up being a little bit of a utopian viewpoint within the reality of the blockchain. And I think it would have been better to, to have just done a better job and used an allow list, which would have prevented the gas war. And so, um, yeah, today should have been better. I take ownership for that. I think my, my desire for this drop was a little bit utopian and idealistic. And uh, I do think that an allow list would have catered a better result. And so anyway, pivoting in terms of what we're going to do, um, you know, listen, there's, <clears throat> there's all sorts of user experiences that happen today. There are people that gassed out and lost between one and two ETH on a mint. There are people that failed transactions and lost you know, or canceled transactions and lost 100 or $150 instead of 1000 or two or three. Um, there are people that successfully minted. I know there's some people that, feel like, you know, there's people that had user error where they didn't even check the price of gas when they hit submit. And, you know, I have empathy for those situations, a little bit harder for me to act on that, but I have empathy for it. And so what we're working on right now is we're analyzing every consumer experience that happened and identifying the one 
ones that we believe will meet the merit of some sort of refund. I don't have the details. We are going to do a meaningful refund. I've seen some suggestions from community members. Something that I'll highlight is that I've seen a pretty consistent uh, message around a rough $600,000 figure around a batch of transactions that that failed, that shouldn't have failed and cost a very large amount, you know, 1.2 ETH, 1.5 ETH, 2 ETH. And I'm prepared to dish out a $600,000 refund or an $800,000 refund or a million dollar refund. I just need to work with our dev team to analyze all the data and look at what truly qualifies and what has merit for a refund mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, I'll be transparent. I've gotten a lot of DMs today. I've gotten a lot of messages and a lot of them have been very fair. And I've acknowledged the mistakes that have been made. But then I've also seen people saying, hey, I minted this. It was super expensive. I feel like I paid more than other people that are paying on the secondary market right now. Um, I'd love a refund. And for me, it's like, hey, like, A, it's been four hours. Stick with me. Like, I do believe that you paid 0.6 ETH for your pass. Um, I believe you're going to be happy with that 0.6 ETH. I'll also mention that, um, you know, there's people that paid 0.6 ETH today felt like it was a bad experience, but then got offers for one and a half ETH or two ETH for their passes and sold it and turned a two, three, four X profit. And so we're just going to look at what is the at its core justifiable refunds that should take place. And we're going to execute on that. The one thing that I'll promise, I don't have the details is that it will be a meaningful number. um, And that's the approach we're taking. And that's, that is top priority. I would say priority one is, is sorting through those logs and, and identifying the the things that we need to do to do it right and then priority number two is the the energy behind the project is delivering on the project like i said we already have an artist locked in that i'm super excited about and i feel like the more time and energy we put into that and get that out there um i think that'll instill some confidence for the holders and um that'll generate um some good energy around the project as well so those are my two priorities i love to hear it and and i know that uh yeah there's a real numbers being thrown around and, and real, you know, real business and, and real stuff that you got to handle. And so I, uh, I appreciate you just being transparent about that. And with, and as we all know, if you're frequenting Twitter spaces or a part of, uh, you know, what we'll call web three or NFT land, you know, there's equally amount in the reality of Twitter and the Musk news and everything. There's equally amount of people that see opportunities, especially with your last name and the target and, sure. and we'll be coming at it. And that comes with the territory though. As, and, and I know how you handle that and deal with that and everything will be, you know, analyzed. And so, you know, all the best with that process. And I do want to get into then the second part of it. Uh, you know, what my uh, initial question, you know, for you about just the, the product and knowing the breadth of what Vayner Sports is. How many clients is Vayner Sports now? We're about 100. We're 100 plus. Call it 130 or so. Across roughly how many different kind of practices? Primarily four sports, um, vast majority being professional, another layer of minor league, and then also some uh, amateur athletes in, in the world of NIL and college. And so how would you describe almost the kind of bridge between Vayner Sports as an agency servicing, you know, its athletes and then the, the project and maybe even in an inward sense, is there conversations around or how did you position the benefit to the athletes of the said project? Yep. So I think um, a key piece of it is that we plan on integrating our athletes um, quite a bit, specifically around the experiences, both digitally and physical. 
So things like, you know, the Q and A's, the live streams, uh, you know, what, you know, tune in events, um, but then also physical real world experiences where maybe you can train with one of our athletes and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, think back tied to the, the all in challenge, right. Where, yeah. um, you know, celebrities and athletes, et cetera, offer these experiences. We're going to have that as well. And for us, <clears throat> the way that we're going to do that and derive that, um, is through things like actually making it worth our athletes time. We're going to share, you know, it's not lost on me that quite a bit of revenue is derived today yeah. by the past. And we're going to have a significant chunk of that revenue shared with our athletes. So our athletes are going to benefit uh, from the revenue generated as well. Amazing. And, and knowing again, the positioning and, and not even the positioning, but you and your brother and what the business stands for and how you guys have been on record on how you do business, it attracts maybe a similar, not always, but there's a lot of curiosity of that 100 plus clients in things as well. And I imagine there's been a lot of conversations across the board, even on certain client projects. Is there a plan to maybe integrate and do partnerships in that regard? Well, first and foremost, I will give all of our clients my experience and my point of view that I would recommend an allow list or a stealth drop. Uh, that's the first part. And then two, um, yeah, we have a lot of clients that are um, dialed in and are collectors in the space and like the space. But I think a big thing that I talk them through is that, you know, you don't just launch an NFT and then um, have it exist and then check out. Like, I'm going to be very, very dialed in on this moving forward. And I think just being really clear and conveying the the lift and the infrastructure required to actually have an NFT project sustained. So I'll be honest, I spent a lot of time talking clients out of NFT projects because I know how busy they are and where their priorities are. Um, but I also think we can do some fun things to have them integrated as well. Makes sense. Is there on the collectability side and how you build out the past, the different icons and logos that have sports, do yes. those have real world tied utility? Like if you have a football thing, will that be something different or is that yep. more just gamified collectability fun type of stuff? Yep. So I mentioned it in my tweet storm when I announced the project, um, for now and in the immediate future, every pass has the same utility. Um, but I did leave open the window for, you know, different icons bringing different types of user experiences. So, um, that was very intentional. There's nothing that's happening in the next couple of weeks that are directly tied to the icons. But, you know, I took a big picture view with this project and, and very transparently, yeah, if you have a football or a baseball or a volleyball on your pass, I do have plans for that to have some sort of meeting uh, in the future. I just need to work through what that actually is. Do you have a favorite uh, icon and or background? Um, I won't say I have a favorite icon in general. I'm a big fan of the art. I saw some people trashing the art today, which I, uh, I did not agree with. You know, there's a lot of fair points brought up today and a lot of fair criticisms of what we did, but I feel really good about the art. Um, I think our guy Geelong did an incredible job. I love his style mm -hmm. personally, art subjective. So that makes sense to me. Of course. Um, but, uh, as far as the favorite background, it, I'll probably just go with the same favorite background I had with V friends. You know, one of the cool things about this, uh, is that we borrowed these spectacular, uh, aesthetics for, you know, bubblegum, lava, gold, diamond, hollow. And, uh, I think my favorite one is probably the hollow. Same thing with V friends. Love it. You mind if we bring, uh, one or two people up to fire a question at you? Yeah, of course. I'm very open to that. Drip ballers. Hi, AJ. Nice to meet you. Hey, drip. Uh, 
Um, I, I really like your project. Uh, I really enjoyed the utility behind it and the uh, borrowing the V friends, especially with you being Gary's brother and all. Um, I wasn't able to get one, unfortunately, but uh, that's not uh, sorry. That's beside the point. Uh, my question specifically is uh, what goes into the decision making process when looking at uh, athletes uh, that you're looking to um, engage with? We, we work with 100 plus athletes. We work across football, baseball, mixed martial arts, gaming. We really look for a great blend of character and talent. I take a lot of pride um, in the the men and women that we partner with and, and who they are as talented professionals, but who they are as human beings as well. And so I think if you look at our client roster across the board, it, it has a very high bar, especially when compared to our peers. Um, so that's a big deal. And then, yeah, of course, just like any other sports agency, we're in business. We want to represent talented athletes. And so, um, you know, we, all the members here have, um, you know, everybody at Vayner that works on the agent side of things, we have an eye for talent. We take pride in that. And so we're looking for the next great athletes. And so we, we represent a bunch of young, great athletes, um, that we're very excited about their futures, but yeah, it goes back to the notion of, you know, that blend of talent and character is big for us. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for the question, Drip. I brought Bark up here. But- <laughs> hey there. My question for you is what the ideal vision is in uh, three to five years. So uh, in an ideal scenario, everything goes according to plan, unfolds for yourself in the best way you can imagine. Uh, where are we in five? Yeah, I mean, in five years, my goal is to have like the win-win-win scenario. Um, obviously, that is a lofty goal, but you asked me where what is ideal. I want you know our athletes to win. I want our holders to win. And in turn, if those two things happen, our agency wins, right? And so um, the core focus is bringing incredible value, um, innovating and building on top of what we sent and made. I think if you look at my tweet storm when I announced um, the project, I highlighted two projects in particular that were the inspiration for this and what really led me to doing this in terms of uh, the proof collective. Those are NFTs that are platforms for incremental value based on holding. And so I'm really focused on just building out great partnerships and great experiences so that the pass um, continues to be sought after. And if the pass is sought after, I think holders will benefit. And then our athletes, because we are gonna share in the upside with them, um, our athletes will benefit from great experiences with our community while also benefiting from the financial aspect. And then again, if our holders are winning and our athletes are winning, then then Vayner Sports is winning. So that's the ideal. And that's the ideal five days from now, five weeks from now, five years from now. That's a great answer. Thank you for that. Madam Maya. My question was actually just addressed in a sense. I wanted to know, is this, you know, a three to five year play or is this like kind of Gary's V friends 40 year? This is your career like play since you kind of addressed that a little bit. Maybe you could touch on that and also. Is this a Genesis NFT that where you see kind of a past series two down the road? Or is this the past? This is kind of it. And you see sure. it being like incremental value going forward. Two great questions. Uh, so on the first one, when I left the world immediate advertising um, and took a little bit of time off, I wanted my next move in my career to be something that I thought could be sustainable for the rest of my career. And so that's why I, I, I chose athlete representation. I'm a diehard sports fan. This is my passion. I've been representing athletes for five plus years and I want to do it for the remainder of my career. So I, um, you know, things change. And when I started VaynerMedia with Gary back in 09, I didn't anticipate doing anything but that. So things change, people change. But 
yeah, this, this has a three to five year path in front of me, but I also love the idea of this being a 30 year project as well. Um, I look at some of my competitors and my peers in the athlete representation space, and there are many agents that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. And I don't see why I couldn't as well. Um, I'm enjoying it very much. I've, I've achieved some great success, especially recently. And so Vayner sports is really on the up and up and, and this is a part of that. And I know that, you know, the actions that we take moving forward are going to dictate the success of this project. And so that's where my energy is. Uh, for the record, I bought six on secondary at 0.6 and I'm super happy about it. I appreciate that, man. Obviously you guys have an NIL tie-in, but also a pro tie-in with your agency. Do you see NIL as something that you're going to approach here? Because I know like we've been talking about it internally in our group. Yeah. I mean, NIL is something our agency focuses on quite a bit. We had a very, you know, we've had a very successful first, you know, eight or nine months of it being live. Um, we've actually done some work in the NFT space around NIL, uh, specifically with Candy Digital, where we've had some of our college football players and we had a college basketball player that we represent as well this past season uh, launch their rookie card, so to speak, as an NFT with Candy. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very passionate about NIL. I'm very passionate about the NFT space. So yeah, that intersection is exciting to me. Young Nick, you're up. Hello. Hello. Yep. We got you. Hi, AJ. Um, I was very interested in your drop. I guess I have a question you're probably getting repeatedly everywhere. When I first heard that it was going to be in the style that it was, I immediately thought that it would be what it became, which is just an insane gas war. And I just am confused how with all of the planning that went into it, what you what the thought process was, how that would have possibly been avoided in any scenario by the way that it was launched. I mean, like many people, I went to mint it and I think it was over two thousand dollars in gas fees to mint at the moment that it happened. Yep. And I know there's a lot of people that just unfortunately I didn't have the experience, uh, but well just lost that money. And so I think it's just do the icons mean anything? Do the colors mean anything? What exactly is the utility that I'm seeing is like event utility. Like I don't understand is the utility that everyone, I don't understand the utility, like coming from top shot. It's like, they're like, Oh, you'll have in-game experiences when in reality, the chances of that happening for like any owner who's not in the top 1% is like slim to none. Yep. So those are just some of the things that I know you're kind of explaining uh, and you can't give everything away because things are in motion or whatnot, but those are some of the things that concern me. But my biggest question of all of it is just me being very much, uh, you know, in the space for a little while, but nowhere near with the backside of it expertise as you kind of how you guys didn't see that there was going to be this huge gas war problem that was yeah what happened. Yeah, of course. No, and I think you covered a lot of good ground. I think that, um, you know, on this space tonight, we covered a lot of those questions along the way. And I'm, I'm making a real effort on Twitter to diligently answer the same questions. And uh, I would also encourage folks to uh, double back and look at the tweet storm that I put out right when we launched, as well as the website, when it comes to the questions around like, what do the icons mean, the utility, what are the benefits, etc. So I'll focus on the gas war aspect. Um, I think that when I, I look back to this execution, that's obviously, and it was my opening line. It's obviously my biggest regret. I think, um, the, the energy behind the plan was, um, to focus in on originally a stealth drop where I looked at a lot of drops that have happened over the last few months. And I admit that it was a utopian viewpoint to take this and maybe with the blockchain, 
uh, a bit naive in some ways to think that we could get away with a fully stealth drop. But I wanted to do something that wasn't covered in hype. Um, there's a lot of projects that come out with hype. And, you know, again, hindsight being 2020, I, if I did it again, I would utilize an allow list. Um, I think that would have mitigated the gas war. But doing something that in an attempt for it to be a fair drop, it had the opposite effect where we priced out a lot of people. And that's a big regret of mine. When you look at the pricing of our pass, um, I hope people can see that at 0.155, we were trying to make it inclusive. Um, and I do believe that when I think about where I think this could have sold versus you know the demand, even for people that paid 0.4 or 0.5 ETH per NFT in Mint, I do think that if we did a Dutch auction starting at two, we probably would have sold out right around one ETH. Um, and so we put a lot of our time and energy mitigating against bots. Uh, if you look, we deployed one contract last night, but then a different contract today. We had a lot of failed bot transactions in our logs in terms of some of the things that we did in terms of a slight change in price, a change in the naming function. Nonetheless, we missed Mark. Um, I think the question that you have is a fair one. I'm disappointed in ultimately myself being the leader of the project of not doing a better job of poking holes and questioning the dev team uh, through less of the tech aspect and more of the consumer experience aspect. I think that's where I missed. I think the the devs focused on the tech and um, I should have done a better job of focusing around the consumer experience. And that was the miss. So I think we did a lot of things right, but we did way too many things wrong. I own that. I understand that um, and regret that. And so what I need to do moving forward in a world where um, there was a lot of money, uh, call it effectively wasted, like I said earlier, we are going to have a meaningful refund aspect for those that deserve it. Now, we're not giving out refunds like candy. There's a lot of people saying, hey, I paid more than the current floor. I'd like a refund in a world where if the floor was two ETH right now, they wouldn't have that same qualm. And so we're not doing that. But for those that truly deserve it based on an issue that they face in the consumer experience that we could have rectified, we will do a meaningful refund. And then two... Um, I need to deliver the value moving forward. So you, you covered on some of those topics. Like I said, for now, every pass has the same utility. Um, one of those being the ability to mint an NFT um, for free plus gas. And again, I'll emphasize the fact that the gas will not be a gas war because we will have a wide window of when you can mint. It'll be based on pass ownership. Thus, the only people that can mint are the people that own passes. And again, big window. So there's no forced time or FOMO or anything like that. I think if I execute, especially over these next 30 to 45 days, it'll become more clear what people are investing in. And so that's my job to deliver. Um, I'll continue to share information as we have it and as it's being rolled out. Um, but that's where things sit right now. Hey, young Nick, thank, thank you for the questions. I think you did a nice job representing the community, representing a lot of what I saw on Twitter and Discord. So thank you for asking it. I appreciate that. Rooting for the project for you. Benjamin, blockchain Benjamin. Tyler, my man. How you are a, you? Do you have a proper question? I do have a proper question. Love it. Finally, um, you're, it's honestly you're short and here. It's short and sweet, and I think it's uh, more of a macro-based question. But as for an agency, because I feel like the success of the project is tied directly to uh, scaling clientele potentially. What are what is Banner Sports um, as an agency looking to do to differentiate themselves with the, some of the bigger shops in the industry? Well, shoot, I'd start with this. Um, you know, I don't think any uh, of our competitors are anywhere near the capacity to pull something like this off. 
um, in spite of some of the missteps. You know, I'm not saying we did it perfect, but I think um, we did a pretty darn nice job. And more importantly than the launch today, um, I'm so confident in the vision and and what we have in the works that I, I believe this can be a huge differentiator. I know that from the athletes I speak to and the athletes that are interested in joining Vayner Sports, cryptocurrency and NFTs is a very important topic for the modern day athlete. And my brother and I are, are very deep in this space and bring a lot of value to our clients in that regard. And so I think as far as differentiating goes, you know, we have a lot of things that we've done over the years that I think is a big deal. And whether that's the aspects of entrepreneurship, venture capital, actually caring about our clients, things of that nature. But I do see the Vayner Sports Pass as like a milestone in differentiation amongst our competitors across every sport. So we're uh, we're gonna be putting a lot of energy behind this project. Our clients are fired up. The amount of you know, we did a Zoom last night with about sixty clients and staff. Um, they were fired up on the phone. I got a ton of text messages from clients today that watched the recording from yesterday night Zoom. Uh, fired up about it. And so um, I think this is gonna be a real big differentiator for us. And it's just about us um, doing a nice job with it. Love you, AJ. Appreciate Love you. Love you too, T. Appreciate that, man. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that. You can check us out at 137 p.m. on Twitter, 137 p.m. on Instagram, on TikTok, all relevant platforms. 137pm.com. We'll be back with another episode. If you've listened this far, hit us on Twitter and say listened. We're gonna do some giveaways, t-shirts, trucker hats for the summer, etc. 